When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to a Score North podcast right now, and if you're a business owner, so are your customers. In fact, I could be talking about your business right now, telling the tens of thousands of loyal fans about you and sending them to your business. Find out how you can partner with your favorite Score North podcast. Visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Fill out the form, and we'll get in touch with you quickly. Once Phil, Judd, Declan, or others start talking about your company, you'll be amazed at how many fans start showing up. So visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. TCL is a proud sponsor of the Score North Studios. TCL, America's fastest growing TV brand. Hockey, yeah, yeah. My favorite. It's Judd's Hockey Show. Judd's Hockey Show. All right. You got it right. Kids. All right. <clears throat> let's, start, uh, let's start here. Because we'll talk about um, the playoffs, certainly. The playoff brackets, coaching changes throughout the league. But let's start with it's over finally. Finally. And, and it's, you know what? It actually played out, I thought, pretty well. Like, I don't care if they scored goals at, at the end. I actually encouraged the uh, <laughs> the poor play at the Shut end. Up. I just didn't care. You're like, Bruce, you're wrong, actually. Yeah, this yeah. is exactly what I wanted. I encouraged, uh, you know what, you get shut out. Uh, the more ping pong balls or chances in the lottery, the better. Uh, any final thoughts on, on what we saw from a Minnesota Wild team that didn't qualify for the playoffs since the first time since the 2012-13 campaign? Which is crazy how long ago that was. People always talk about, like, the last time LeBron wasn't in the finals right. and you, like, do the throwback. You're like, what were you doing in 2012, Dex? Uh, just wrapped up my freshman year of college at St. Cloud wow. State University. Oh, wow. Yep. Well, you, Judd, where were you in 2012? Well, I was here. You were- <laughs> I'm old now. Yeah. It doesn't. It, it gets to be, it's just time just sort of stand still right how about you I, I was also still in call i was just finishing up my freshman year at uh st anselm college so mm. it was it, that which is wild to think that great pun uh how long ago that feels for both in the hockey sense and also in the personal life sense but i would just like to say thank god that we don't have to watch it anymore it was very fitting that they got shut out yeah it was yeah, like exactly. three out of their last four games it was or something like yep, that last two for sure are I, you guys more um impressed that they went to the playoffs for an extended run. I think the only teams that made the six-year run were the uh, Ducks, the Wild, and the Penguins. Yep. Are and you the more? Wings. Are you more impressed by that, or are you less impressed by the fact that they made six uh, six playoff appearances consecutively and never got past the second round? I'm more the latter. I, I'm not surprised they didn't make the playoffs for. I'm. I'm I, the roster was there to be in the playoff discussion, so I was never surprised that they made the playoffs. It's definitely, though, a glass half empty of you never made it past a game six. You only won two playoff series out of six. Uh, I would say that was a little more disappointing. But obviously towards the end, you know, like by last year, it was like, okay, They're, they this were, ain't they working. They were done before yeah, they even started this ain't playing. Working. This, the, the, when, they, when they lost to – when they got Jake Allen to buy the Blues, that was the one oh you're God. like, all right, we, we, that was our best chance. That was, their, that was their best. Chicago wasn't in the that playoff picture. That game still felt today. Like, they, they, or it got eliminated from the first round. That was, that was the window to do it, and you didn't do it. Yeah, that was, that was when you went, uh-oh, this ain't working. Uh, I'm I'm similar. I think when at the end of the six years, it's easy to look back and say, well, we didn't. We only got to the second round once or twice, and like you said, Dex only won two playoff series. 
if you ask like after year three, it's a different it's a different thing. I would like them to have obviously gone further into the playoffs. But at the end of the day, where was this team before they made the playoffs though? Too. Yeah, so we have bad. to we have to look at this. It's crappy that they've they've just been kind of in mediocrity and hanging out and chilling. But it is nice to have a team in the playoffs. Now, this year, I'm glad they're not because I want to be able to fully enjoy the playoffs. And I was not going to be able to do that if I had to focus on the Wild because I remember last year when they were playing the Jets, I think that was the series that I watched the least amount of actual game time of because I've just, I knew what was going to happen. Mm-hmm. So that was that was funny too because that's when the Wolves beat the Rockets in Game Three and the Wild beat the Jets in Game Three like within 24 hours. We're coming and, back. And Minnesota for like mm-hmm. 12 hours was like we might be able to do this. Mm-hmm. And nope, then they never won another game. And Neither then I, team. And then I put a hundred dollars down on the Kings to win Game Four against Vegas, and uh, that, that money didn't... went straight down the drain. Yep, that was, that's what happens. Well, that's Darn a you That's it. <laughs> Okay, no. The, you who thought the Vegas Golden Knights were going to sweep the Kings in the first round in their first year of existence? Not many. Not it was many. a good bet. Yeah, I guess. I just didn't win it. Not good. But thank God it's done. Okay, so it's done. Yep. I've got a question that, that we can bat around the table right now. Give me, and this can't be some simple, small deal. Give me what one will classify it as bold move mm-hmm. that you would make. If you were in Paul Fenton's shoes, mm-hmm. one bold move that you would make during uh, the upcoming months that would impact this team. by So when they showed up for training camp, you'd be like, wow, that was a bold move. That was a bold move. Dex, you want to go first? Yeah, mine, a bold move. Mine's a parlay. That's fine. So you will trade a defenseman at the draft, whether that's Spurgeon or I Brodeen. A, I need a name. Spurgeon or Brodeen. I, I want one of them. Yeah. Like give, give me the bold move. Yeah, you 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 trade this. Yeah, yeah let, let, let me get there. You, yeah. you trade Spurgeon or Brodine. The return, I'm not going to say it doesn't matter because that does matter. But you free up some cap space, and on July 1st you go get Andersley. Those are my two moves. Interesting. I want Andersley. Okay, I, the only thing I have a problem with is Brodine. The Brodine trade um, certainly would be interesting. Spurgeon mm-hmm. would be bold though. It'd be bold. So and, and the and the return, I will disagree. With what you're saying, and the return for Spurgeon would have to be really good, right? Yes, I have. That's what a, I'm saying. I, I have a thing that. No, but, but which one? But, but do you, but do you trade Brodeen and then Lee is somewhat bold. Spurgeon and then Lee is a bold. Yes. that's a bold okay. Yes. Move. yes, I see what you're saying. Yes, Spurgeon. Yeah, trade Spurgeon. I'll, I'll I'll make this bolder. Yes, you would. Tra- you'll trade Spurgeon on draft day, okay. and then you free up more cap space to go get Anders Lee. That's my bold move. I'll even that's expand bold. upon yours. I think they should trade Spurgeon to Edmonton for the seventh overall pick and a third rounder. Hmm. That's it for this what if, in this year's draft. Or even if even if, what if Edmonton like climbs up further in their little lottery standings because like they will and we'll figure that out tomorrow. By the way, on is Tuesday. that tomorrow? We'll I think they need tomorrow. to be in the. T- I think yes. they need to be in the top it's, seven. I really do, and I think this is I a like good that. year to move up because the draft is really deep, especially on the offensive side. The first seven picks are basically, um, what's his nuts? Jack, Jack Hughes, Jack Hughes, Capo. And yeah. then five centers in a row, essentially, including three teammates of Jack's, Jack Hughes uh, on the U.S. national development team. So I think if we get in that top seven, that there's going to be a good offensive player. Because after that, right now, they're slated at the 11th pick, I believe. And the mock drafts that I've looked at, they're taking another defenseman. I'm like, let's not do another right. defenseman. Let's not have Pauly take another defenseman or at least not reach for like a third rounder in the first round. So I think they need to move up. And I think that's the Spurgeon deal is how you do it. But my one move, my bold move for the year, or I, I have two as well. It's called don't trade Jason Zucker mm-hmm. and go sign Joe Pavelski. That's what I do. I go. To I change go, the room. I think that He's I. He's your captain yep, then. I, well, I don't know about that. That's the problem because 
I think Joe Pavelski, he's being unrestricted free agent this summer. He plays for the Sharks. He's the captain of the Sharks. He uh, he's he hasn't been super great the last couple of years, but he bounced back a little bit this year. He's 34. You could he's from he went to Wisconsin. Might, it might be a little bit more affordable. Exactly. Because he's on the end he's, of his he's older. Tenure. What, give give him the same deal they gave Eric Stahl a couple of years ago, maybe with a third, with, and just see what happens. Sure. And then have that player change room. He's a leader. He's he's done it. He, they transitioned him to the captainship after they took away the C from Joe Thornton, and then the, the year after they went to the Stanley Cup final. Mm-hmm. He's a Midwestern boy. Mm-hmm. He won't be expecting big money, and you just sign him to. The, we're not we're not going for the cup next year either. Shocking people. So I say we get some get some. Get some new leadership in that room. Just look at what Patrick Marlowe did for Toronto. He left the Sharks. People were like, he played there his entire right. career and then left, and he made a huge impact, especially on Mitch Marner and Austin Matthews up in Toronto. I think that he that Pavelski could do something similar up here with the young guys. Is the Pavelski addition, if it's made uh, this summer, perhaps a year too soon, do you think, though? Maybe. I see, what, I see where you're going, yeah. and I like it, but I'm – because I'm thinking in a in – a, different way Mm -hmm. i see your point and i love it but i don't know if i love it for this coming season well it depends on what your goal what your goal is it depends on what your goal is if you're if you're trying to if you're trying to win games maybe that's not what it is but at the end of the day he's not gonna be the ufas don't sign a one-year bridge deal most times so he's not gonna be there the next season but if you want to start changing this room and changing this leadership there is no better time than this second and to get him in there especially with those young guys to teach him how to work teach him how to do it because he was a late round pick he was a guy that had to grind his way up from obscurity and has done so and has been extremely successful mm-hmm. what better guy to learn from him and he's got the wisconsin connection so him and Suter can be buds yay yay that's even worse. all right judd yeah that is worse don't enable Suter. he might well pavelski might help Suter. yeah maybe that's true judley i want to hear your bold move. future president this is great team. you're that you or are not future oh. <laughs> he is the president ryan Suter. um all right three-pronged and we'll start with the one that flies in the face of what you just said okay zucker's gone I can't take it. I want everyone to know that there's no comfort here. And he has gotten too comfortable. He's a nice player. I actually don't mind him. Now, my God, if he hits another bleeping post, I'm going to lose my mind. But <laughs> but that whole – I'm if I'm Fenton, that whole crew is gone. And Coyle's gone now. Granlin's gone. But don't you think I've his value's down. diminished, though? That's I know, my, I, that's I want my issue with but him. To your point about the room, I want him out of that room. Oh. And I can get him out. Uh, the His – no trade clause, which is not complete. It's got it's, it's a partial. Like 10 teams. Yeah, it's a partial. Uh, kicks in on July 1st. So if I trade him at the draft, I can trade him to whoever I, I want. Yep. That's move two. Move or move one. Move two involves a guy that you just signed to a contract, but I'm sorry. He's got to go. Eric Stahl. He's 1,000 years old. Maybe he can help. <laughs> I can't bring him back because he has to play. No, but. He does. He has to play out. solid minutes. Hear me mm-hmm. out. If I bring him back, he's still like a top two guy here yep. he's not right. like the no. guy that we saw in fairness to his career is a three four guy like if he goes to a good team mm-hmm. and can slot in at three i think he might have a chance mm-hmm. but the guy that we saw and it wasn't just for like a small stretch the guy that we saw for yes. the, the 42 goal scorer who we knew would be gone but we weren't like it was going to be like this right he had nothing christmas left. breaking on two year contract it's a fair deal he he has some teams i, I think again it's uh, like a 10 or 12 team, no trade clause, yep. but I can trade him somewhere. Um, if this team really was offered a first round pick by Boston and passed, they were crazy. And I know it's a late Is that first the rumor? round pick. Yes. The oh rumor was God. at the deadline yep. that Boston came to them and offered. And I know it's a late first-round pick. I don't care. But, but, Eric, but bringing Eric Stahl back here to me is not fair to Eric Stahl. 
and no. I can get something for him. Right. So anyway, okay, that's move two. Move three is bold, and it's going to take some work, but I do it. I go to Miko Koivu and say, you're not the captain here. Ooh. This is not going to be good. Give me five teams that I can trade you to. Because someone will take it. Oh, you're saying straight up move I'm saying, wow. not just take away the C. M- no, mo- okay. move them out. That's the boldest of the three so far. Mm-hmm. My thinking is twofold. One, I've got to change the culture. Yep. No matter what you think of that word, it's got to change. And, Lynn, mm-hmm. you're right about mm-hmm. that. Now, how, how you might get there and how I might get there might be different. Yep. But, yeah. And you, but, it, but it's got to change. <laughs> yes. It has to change. Yes. yes. It's a recurring theme two that needs is, to be addressed. Two is, for the most part, next year, if I'm Fenton, and Bruce is going to hate this because I'm not firing Bruce, I want to miss the playoffs again. And I want to mm. miss them completely. I, I want to be out in February. I'm totally with you. Mm-hmm. I want to, and, and I don't want to get there by trading Spurgeon because I think I on either. the o- other side of this, he comes out and is really good. And like Dumba, I mean, you are going to have some pieces mm-hmm. that are going to prop you up more than you potentially want, but that's okay. But I want, I'm with you. I want to miss the playoffs. I want to have, I want to be have an E by my name as early as possible. Mm-hmm. Um, now, can this team get there? I don't know for sure because they do have some parts, but I'm going to strip down as much as I possibly can. And you know what? I'm going to say to the kids, if you can do this, awesome. Good for you. Mm-hmm. But I'm banking on the fact you probably can't yet. And so we're not right. there. So my bold moves are, are one, Zucker to me needs to be the last piece of that group to go. Stall to me, you just made a mistake mm-hmm. and just rectify it because you can trade that contract. Right. And the Koivu wants the most difficult piece, but I want him gone. Wow. And, and I do think that he goes to a team and probably could help them again. Yes. If you slot him in as a three on a playoff team that can win some – Like a Dallas some or something. Probably, yeah, yeah, exactly. But but LB, you said it exactly the way I think of this, if this is possible. I want to miss the playoffs badly. Yeah, and it's just and it's not because I want to watch bad hockey. It's not because I want this organization to go south. But the way that this league works, if you want to turn a team around quickly, that means you have to have one of those years where you're like, God, we're awful. Like yep. what the Kings are having right now. What Winnipeg had a couple years back before they got Patrick Line at two overall. Yep. Mm-hmm. And that's what they need because this organization hasn't had one of those drafts in so long. And even in the ones where they, they are in the top. But that's the thing. And, and they haven't hit. That's the other thing as right. well. Right. And right. so they have to do their due diligence on making sure that they're getting a guy that can not only be good for the future, but also now. Because body, we, I'm sick of having, we're going to have this guy in two or three years. How about we go get someone that is like a Calder candidate you're at 19? Top, you're about yes, top and that, that's where I get that top seven pick. And yeah, maybe, no, you. and you know what? Maybe, maybe that's the choice that this organization is going to have to make if they want to move up in this draft that it's either going to be by way of Spurgeon mm-hmm. or a deal with Zucker. I don't think you're going to get a, uh, be able to move up with him as your main piece. But he could be included. But he could be like it could be like a Zucker Brodine thing. It could be like a Zucker, you know. And, th- and that's what's going to. Those are the players that are going to get you those draft types. And is it going to be painful? Yes. Do I want to watch Jason Zucker go skate around way faster than everyone else on some other team? I do not. But I understand why people are frustrated with him. I just don't like I've said for weeks. I don't like trading away speed, but I understand that we're you, I right. want them to build something that is actually tangible, not just, well, we're going to stick around and make the playoffs. I want these guys to be hungry to make the playoffs instead of just backing in every year because they think they're going to automatically make it. It annoys the hell out of me. And what's so weird is um, you know, we've always for the most part of this year, we've talked about how the Wild don't have a no, you know, a number 1 finisher. They don't have a score. And they don't really have a number one center, a true number one mm-hmm. center. 
But then you look up and down the roster right now, and they have now an abundance of middling bad centers. So let, like, let's let's pretend all these centers are going into the roster next year. I don't think all of them will, but let's pretend. Yep. You have Miko Koivu, who's coming off an injury and might not be ready for the season, but he's a crazy hard worker, and I think he might be. You have Miko Koivu, Eric Stahl, Joel Eriksson Ek, Victor Rask, and then that Nico Strum guy they also signed out of college who played admirably in those three games he played in. Now you have five centers, and I don't know how you fit, A, all those players onto your roster, and B, if you were to go get my, my – if my bold move is to go get Anders Lee, who is a true number one center – Yep. Someone's going Someone to have has to, to go. go. Well, Ra- Rask would go if he stays. Goes to wing, right? Like there's no yeah. ca- there's no case to be made. Rus- to Russo play said him at that guy's got to get a skating coach, and I couldn't agree yeah. more. Where's I mean, Diane? Oh. Diane. But I think if you do get her, it's still you're talking about him probably playing wing. Like, but like, that's better for his game because list, he's not as good of a skater. Oh, sure, sure. Mm-hmm. No, but the list that Dex just went through, I think, um, if you prioritize it via a depth chart, I think Eck kicks up to my. I think right now. Two. No, no, but I'm just saying the the what he just gave us. I think he kicks up to one. I think he is a two. No, I think you're right. Yeah. But Dex is right. There is in a league that's dominated by centers yep. who are when they're good, they are elite superstars. Right. Superstars. You don't have that. No. And he stepped up to the plate this year too. He was struggling he early on, but then when Miko went when out, the confidence he, got up. He Absolutely. played really well. So he's shown that when given the opportunity, at least thus far in his career, that he's able to step up and maybe not be a superstar yet, but he's able to be out there but and to be what? productive. In our world, in our perfect world, LB, it's ideal. Yes. You put him at the one, yeah. and you say, "Kid, go ahead and fail." Yep. Exactly. But, but we trust you. Right. So go ahead and fail and we're and not that's benching the you. That is the difference of instilling confidence in these yes. young kids. Oh, you can you can instill confidence in young players and with be, adversity. And be god awful. Yes, exactly. But it's it's a very it's an art. It's an absolute art because so when you're getting killed like this that. all comes back to my question of do you even with cap room, how much do you want to do on July first mm. of two thousand nineteen? Right. Because I think we're all on the same page that this might suck. But it might be long-term the best thing to happen to the, this franchise. And Paul Fenton never gets this chance again. Like, no. like in three years, he can't be managing this terrible team and be like, I got five years. Yeah. There's, no There's such, nowhere right? to go but up for him right now. So, But Paul Fenton's going to – and this is where Bruce is going to have to decide if he wants to stay. Right. I'm yeah, guessing he's going to be given that opportunity is, do you want to suffer th- through this? Now, I heard behind the scenes that Bruce has said I would be – not happy, but I would certainly like to be part of a rebuild here. He's never so, done it. I so bet he's in. I bet he's so curious. So let's let him do it. Yeah. But that then slows up what Declan is saying and and <laughs> your potential move of, okay, who do you want to bring in then? But that's where the Pavelski thing comes in for me, and Anders Lee's going to be her, a little bit cheaper her, as well. I, I would say I don't, I don't, Anders Lee is going to get paid. He, but he's he, going to get thing, he's $6 not million a mat, per. He's not Yes, mm. he has scored thirty three well, goals for the last three years. That guy's 20, that's what 27, he wants. 27 years old. Do you pay him that? Then? No. Yes. No. I would. No. He, I would pay him. No. So that, pay him. Why didn't we pay David Backus three years ago? Then the David too Backus old. was too old. He was thirty. Yeah. Yeah. Anders, well, Anders 20, Lee is twenty nine. Twenty seven. Twenty seven years old. I just don't know. It's a year too early. I think it might be a year premature for him. But like like your Pavelski thing makes sense, 29. right? If that's you right. can and say old guy alters the room. Yes. 
Because that's desperately what Anders they need. Anders Lee is like looking to compete in the ne- this year and next. Where I don't know if the Wild are there yet. I would welcome him, but like it's you, an interesting. Discussion. You would have to. He's obviously being a Edina kid. He's from here. You would. He would have to probably understand that you Take could. You could. Yep. You could get more money by another team. But do you want to come home and do you want to play here? Yeah, that's up to him. And there and, hasn't been a lot of that. Like Oposo decided to go to Buffalo instead of coming back home. That you know, Bacchus did the same thing. And you know, both him and Brock Nelson are free agents. I don't think the Islanders. Let both of them just walk unrestricted. One of them stays, but I don't think they. I, think I don't think there's no way that they're going to be able to afford both of those players long term. I don't think they can. If Nelson's the one that walks, I go hard at him. Too. And you know what? Nelson's a guy that would not cost a lot of money. No, he'd be a much cheaper he'd be, option. He'd be more affordable. He'd be much more affordable than Anders Lee. And that I think that's the way it'll shake out because I don't think the Islanders are going to let their captain walk two years in a row. Yeah. 29. He'll be 29 when free agency starts I am, with Anders Lee, by the way. I am Brock all for finding a way to get as creative as you possibly can uh, come June and July mm-hmm. and for accepting the fact that you might be terrible. Mm-hmm. And if that means if that means adding a veteran who can help the chemistry of the room, but you know you're still not going to be that, that good, I'm all for it. And listen, I do think that this team has some components and pieces that it can does. be pretty good. So I'm not I'm not saying they are destined to follow the plan that we're talking about. No. I just I'm personally comfortable with that plan and I'm and I'm comfortable with a franchise that's never bottomed out, at least mm-hmm. attempting to two years consecutively miss the playoffs. Because if the trade off is six years in a row, first or second round, to me, I Give me a conference final. It's run. all about the selling point because Craig is worried about not selling out every game. And yep. I understand that. Oh, you're right. But this is an educated base. People know what's going on. Most people don't want to watch crappy hockey, but I guarantee you out of like regular Minnesota hockey fans, if you said, would you rather have one year of god-awfulness followed by two that are decent and one that you have a legit chance versus just doing four with a maybe, I yep. guarantee you most of them say, I want to bottom out and Try our try our way that way. Craig also has to know that fans here aren't stupid, and yeah. and there is a frustration with the fact that this team couldn't get past the first round for what three consecutive years before yep. this. Yes. Yep. So like he can't he can't sit there and think all oh, these fans are really satisfied. Now I I understand missing the playoffs hurts your gate and bottom line. Right. So that's a different topic. But Craig can't actually think to himself all of these fans think it's great. Right. Because by last year, I, I think what you two said about the Jets series is how. The average fan felt, which yes, is absolutely. really yeah. again. Yeah. yeah, this is sort of boring, right? Well, and the fans are quick to leave because we're not going to put up with crap hockey. Because we there are other. I'm excited for the playoffs. We like hockey in general, but they're just as quick to return if the product is good. That's the other thing as well. You don't have to worry about winning new fans every year. I think with Leopold too. I don't think he is a dummy, but I think he can be convinced. Of, oh, he's a fan. He's a fan. He's not a dummy, but he's a fan. And he mm. said, you know, to that message season ticket holders last month after the flurry of yes. trades, we're going to make noise this summer. Yeah. And he said last year, we're going to make tweaks. And, and for the most part, they made the tweaks up until Fenton said, hey, dude, it's going to take more than tweaks. And he said, okay, then fire away. So I'm curious if make noise this summer means do you want to go out and spend some money on Anders Lee or does make noise mean selling off Spurgeon, spelling up, selling off Zucker and marginally – finding players to shake up the roster but to not make noise in the postseason. That's what I'm curious about. Leopold does not strike me as a patient man. No. And in no. this and in this case, that's bad. Right. Like the Parisi Suter signings that day were great because yes. it was great it was. fun. Uh, but his lack of patience here, Fenton has to tell him, you've got to be patient. Like you didn't hire me to not do things. There's patience and there's urgency. Because again, yes. I go back to, you could have kept Chuck. Mm-hmm. 
Like if you don't, if you really didn't want to change things, except for a trade here or there. Um, but this franchise, it's just a, such a weird deal where this franchise has always been sort of just in the middle, um, paddling. Mm-hmm. They've been staying afloat, mm-hmm. but that doesn't get you to where this team is going to need to go eventually. If you ever want to have a chance at a deep spring run, and there is nothing I don't think more fun in sports than a Stanley Cup run. Yep. Like, it's great. It's yeah. It's so much fun. It's so if, much fun. If the NHL was was a week, the Minnesota Wild would be Wednesday. Yes. But they would be the day. Yeah, they'd be fine. They would be Wednesday. Then they'd be fine. They'd be like the weekends but maybe in the in the future, but it's still far away. Next thing, coaching changes. So, LB, I believe that you have the list because we, we had a, we do uh, have a few. rash of firings or a few we're, on Sunday. Well, Jason, yeah. we've had a few. Well, we remember... Earlier in the year, we had a lot of coaching changes in season, which was uncharacteristic for the league. But last couple days, the Sabres fi- fired Phil Housley, Minnesota yep. Minnesota guy. Yep. Uh, tough year for the Housleys. Uh, the Kings. <laughs> sorry. That was, that was Either right way. there. It was a good joke. That was right there in a T. Sorry, I'm not. That was right there in a T for Lindsay. Yeah, wow. it was right there. Oh, that was um, awesome. The Kings are going to let go of the day. How do you even say it? Day Harnay? Desjardins. 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 Who was who was never going to stay. Poor guy. Well, Ilya Kovalchuk was basically slashing his tires by the end of the year. Yes, he so. was. Well, they left him home on a road trip. Kovalchuk, that is. They decided that yeah, together, John. Maintenance. Yes, Russians. maintenance time. You need to work on skills. Russians. Oh, bleep. The, the Oilers' job is open. Ken Hitchcock, well, I don't think he's been fired quite yet, and he's going to remain with the organization, but I do not think it will be Oh, did that happen today? I did not see that one yet. I I think I saw that, but I'm not. Dex, if you could check on that, or we all have computers. He evidently signed signed a contract that that included some advisory work, but it sounds like they'll have the ability to make a change. And keep in mind... They don't have a GM yet either. You're right. So here it says next Edmonton Oilers GM will decide fate of Ken Hitchcock. So there'll be a change he, there. He, he ain't keeping it. He don't. Well, if I'm Connor McDavid and after that press conference yeah. and like the, if I were the Oilers, I would be like, oh my God, the sky is falling. Because if Connor McDavid is out there saying how frustrated he is and reiterating that statement just a couple st- seconds later, I would be panicking. Yep. But Ken Hitchcock is not, he is not a coach for this generation. Nope. We're just going to go out on a limb yeah. and say it. Sorry. Okay, so. Oilers. Oilers. And then the Panthers for a hot second because now Coach Quenville has decided to go to Florida, which I don't really get. Like, why so quickly with Coach Q? Yeah. Why? why, You know, like, they hired him this morning. Yeah. Oh, no, I saw that. No, but they were clearly, they they were clearly talking to him for months. But I mean, I mean, from this, from Quenville's perspective, why Florida? Other than the tax and the Miami. You got a nice, you got a nice little basis for a roster. You're old. You got that, Florida. That ownership though is just so nuts. Maybe they are it may, is that what, but maybe is but that, did you see his that, contract? No. It's like six it's six million plus per year. Oh wow. Oh yeah, I go, Bruce is at like three plus, or th- around three. Just yeah. What's Babcock a, at? I have no idea. Yeah, uh, he's he, at like ten or something but, ridiculous. ridiculous. But, but yeah, no no uh, no state income taxes. Mm-hmm. It but they so the Florida ownership group must have approached Quenville probably a month or two back. Oh, I bet they called him day up. Yeah, and said we're going to fire Bugner, we're not going to do it now because mm-hmm. if you're if you're Q, you were getting paid by the Blackhawks to sit there. Plus it's not a good look for Florida to fire mid-season again. And if you're you're Quenville, like, I'm going to go sign if you're with Quen- you. But if you're Quenville, you know, you're not going to be like, "Oh, I'd love to take this job too." Exactly. So that's you're what right. I mean. So yeah, that but that doesn't surprise me uh because 
it's pretty clear that they jumped the gun there and probably ca- called him, as you said, like the day that they that, that he got fired by Chicago or something. Yeah. I so just, that's another one. That, that's another St. one. St. Louis is, is, has to go to Berube now, right? Yeah, you have to give him the job. The rumor there was, was that Quenville might come back to the Blues and say, right. I'd like to come back. But that's short of that. Berube has to get that job. And I don't, I don't know, care if they go in the first round of I don't playoffs. know how he's not a coach of the year candidate. The Jack Adams conversation is really interesting. It's it's so weird this year. This I mean, entire Trotz league year in Jack and Lamarillo to step into that job. Yeah. That team was a sieve last year in goals against. They signed some goaltending help, but Barry Trotz to me has to win that. Uh, that's the other thing. And you're right. right. Ruby's job is fantastic. Yeah, he he's done great. And on and we we have some bracket stuff that we're going to get to in terms of the playoffs in just a couple minutes here, but. St. Louis is my dark horse in the Western Conference right now. Like, okay. they're, I don't know. They just have a tendency to get going in the playoffs. O'Reilly's going to be, I think he's going to be great. And in the playoffs. I love Ryan O'Reilly. Yep. If we could get Ryan O'Reilly up here in Minnesota, I would love my life. So, so Buffalo's happen. open now. I did see a report this afternoon that Todd McClellan, who we all thought was going to the Kings because of Rob Blake, was close to taking the Buffalo job. What? Yeah. He was going to take that coaching job? Rob Blake, Rob Blake, the GM of the Kings. Rob Blake, the GM of the Kings, played for Todd McClellan at the end of Rob Blake's career yep. in San Jose. Yep. So the rumor was that he was trying that he was going to try and hire McClellan to coach the Kings. Right. But then I saw a report, a credible report from Canada this morning, and, and we're recording this on Monday, that McClellan was in advanced conversations with the Buffalo Sabres to take their job. Oh, I thought you were saying Rob Blake was also in conversations. Oh, uh, no, I'm, I'm sorry. Like, what? Rob Blake yes. runs the Kings and yes. is close to Todd McClellan. I was just clarifying McClellan. that. Okay. Yep. So that's the so the Kings job is open. Mm-hmm. The Oilers probably is going to be open. Right. Um, Florida's filled. St. Louis is going to be filled. So what's left now? That's basically it. Uh, because all the other teams that fired their coaches uh, earlier in the season either picked guys that were within the system that they were intended. Yeah, Chicago or the, the Berube character. So obviously there's some differences there. But other than that, I mean, I guess the only – the Wild are kind of one of those question mark teams right now. Well, and, and Fenton and – Boudreaux are supposed to have their postseason press conference at 10 o'clock tomorrow okay. on Tuesday at the X. I think Boudreaux's safe. I think so, I think too. Leopold protected them. I hope him. so. I, I think he so. is, too. I think Fenton was uh, told you're not going to uh, yeah. Unless Bruce doesn't want to stick around. Sure. Yes. That's the only really way I kind of look at it. For sure. But I don't think that the, I don't think that the team would, would have sent out an advisory, a press advisory on no, Sunday they, they wouldn't do a joint with Bruce press conference. being named unless Bruce was coming yeah. back. Yeah, no. And they and would have fired should, him today. And again... He does not deserve to be fired. No, no, he doesn't. And I know I get oil fans are like, "Well, he didn't do a good job." Okay, who really? I, Give the, me a break. The consensus, at least for people that I follow, it's been pretty much like Bruce needs to stay. Yes. But then and again, you, you have more more crazies that probably respond to you. And if he followers. wants to be part of a rebuild, he deserves that right. I agree. All right, final thing: playoff, playoffs, playoffs, picks. playoff picks. Well, I already made mine, and you guys, I think, are going to make yours as we go here. But the pl- the picks that I've made here for this podcast are just me picking them based off of gut feeling. I haven't done any of my research yet, but I will do that now that I mentioned that as well. We are going to do a bracket challenge as a podcast. I'm going to tweet it out, and we'll have Judd and Declan and probably the Score North feed tweet it out as well. It's just a casual bracket challenge. We're going to each enter one bracket, and uh, we'll just see who wins. And if you want to play along with us and see how much – more knowledgeable you are about hockey and give us crap for it, by all means, go ahead. Um, but we'll send that out. It'll be a Score North uh, Hockey Bracket Challenge, but I'll send that out on social media, so make sure you follow me, at Brown 35 on Twitter. Declan, what's your handle again? At Dex Tweets, D-E-X-S Tweets. 
Judd? I am at Jay Zolgad, all one word, J-Z-U-L-G-A-D. Jay-Z. Or just at Score North on Twitter. You'll be able to find everything. So from there, we'll go. Let's just start with the uh, the top here for the Western Conference. Calgary and Colorado for the first round. Gut feelings, Declan. Gut feelings. I... Uh... No, let me let me start off that none of these Western Conference matchups do excite me. They really do not. They uh, all the first round matchups. Like buzzkill. I, I am. Yeah, I'm, no. I'm totally going to be a buzzkill on this. Let I me am. start by saying this all sucks. Yeah, let me, I'll, I'll yep, do it from there. Seriously, yes. uh, this is the first time I think in my life I'm thoroughly enjoy, uh, uh, thoroughly looking forward to everything in the East, but in the West, uh, Calgary and Colorado. I think um, I think Colorado gives them a run because I don't trust Calgary's goaltending one second, as we've talked about on this podcast for months. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think Calgary gets by in seven games. I think it goes to seven. You're, se- you're seven. I have seven. Calgary advancing in six right now for my gut feeling, my gut bracket thing, for at least for that next round. Judd, what do you think about the Calgary-Colorado matchup? I am going to go with the upset here. You're going to go with the upset? Yes, yeah, I'm, I'm close. Uh, Grubauer's been fantastic. Calgary's goaltending completely scares me. Calgary's had a really nice pop-up year, and I like their defense, so that, that certainly helps them. But Colorado's su- super fast, and I think uh, Johnny Goudreau is going to get the ever-loving crap beat out of him in this series. And <laughs> Not if, you if do Matthew that, Chuck has anything to say about it. I know, but that's going to be fun to watch. That's what I mean. But I'm going to go, based on my um, being scared of Calgary's goaltending mm-hmm. and the fact that Colorado has gotten such good uh, goaltending now for a few weeks or a month, I'm going with the Fs. That's not a bad pick, no, especially like with it. how the Avs have been playing lately, clearly. I mean, they pulled away from the Wild pretty quickly at the end there, at least in the last week or so. Down to that next Pacific Division matchup, the San Jose Sharks versus the Vegas Golden Knights. The San Jose Sharks are the two-seed. Vegas is the three. So as of right now, San Jose is the home ice advantage. Dex? I like Vegas upsetting San Jose here. Really? Um, yes, I like Vegas upsetting San Jose here in like That's six nice. games. Hello, You're getting phone calls. Yep, I know I'm a popular guy. Uh, I wish I was popular. Uh, mm-hmm. Vegas, uh, yeah, Vegas goes over San Jose in six. I have Vegas over San Jose in seven. Ooh, I have Vegas over the Sharks. I think this could could go as few as five. So what's wrong with the Sharks that all three of us are like, yeah, no. goaltending, goaltending. Marty has been bad and, this year. Martin Jones, yes. Carlson just came back, but he just came back. Yes. Yeah, so he, he's going to be. Uh, Rusty. Um, and plus, you know what? It, it might not be fair. There's something very wild-like hmm. about the Sharks to the playoffs. <laughs> there like, is. You just don't expect there them. There is. You just, when, when was the last time that the Sharks started a playoff and you've been like, you know what? I think they're this is it this year. Yeah. Yeah. Right. yeah. Even when they made that cup run just a couple years ago, it was basically unexpected because the year before that was the year that they were up three games to none over the Kings in yes. the series and ended up getting losing. You just always three. expect the choke there. That's fair. It might not be fair. And San Jose. And too, Vegas is good. Vegas is good. Vegas is good. Yeah, they're he, good. There's a momentum thing there. And at San Jose, I just feel like there's so much dependent on their offense from their blue line. And that if you even take, you know, if Burns gets half of the shots that he gets per game, that could take a huge chunk out of your scoring chances. And I just Mark Andre Fleury has been lights out in the playoffs for the last couple of years, which would not have been said about eight years ago. No, he was awful before. And all right, moving on to the Central Division matchups. Then we have the one seed Nashville facing off against the Dallas Stars. Dex, your thoughts? Mm, I think Nash. I I I've never been a big Dallas guy. I love their star power. I just you don't, don't depth say. wise. I just I've, I, I I don't know. Ben Bishop. 
Can Ben Bishop? If Ben Bishop is yeah, healthy, that's the X factor. He's unbelievable. That's the X factor. But how many times does he skate off that damn ice with a lower body problem or something? <laughs> this is right. true, but he has been playing so well as of he's, late. He is a Vesna. He's had a Vesna year when he's played. Yes, like he's been yes. that good. Absolutely, and and the thing is with Dallas is like remember we were about six months ago they their GM and their or no their team president Jim Lights. Publicly Brilliant. went after Sagan and Ben and told Brilliant. basically they were they yeah, were lazy. I also now, agree. Uh, clearly, that worked out in uh, in the way that they intended. But I have Nashville over Dallas in six games Ooh. right now. I will agree with LB and Dexter to a certain degree because I will say <laughs> six games sounds fair. Nashville wins that series. Correct. All right, and then the last series matchup in the Western Conference: two seated Winnipeg Jets versus the three seated St. Louis. Why don't you look forward to, to this one? I see. I think I, I like St. Louis yeah, could be, be fun. I. Same. Winnipeg's weird this year. I don't. They are, but that's what that's mm-hmm. what makes it fun. And their goaltending also scares me. That's, Even though uh, St. Louis has turned it around, I, I, I don't like watching them. They're just boring to me. I don't. What? Think they're very Craig fun. Bennington's really. Yeah. Yeah. Me. I'm on his. I love. Like, yeah. Really? Yeah. Why, why do they bore you? I. They, they don't. They don't do it for me. If they were those the throwback I, unis, oh my god. They don't do it for me. Maybe oh. change my mind. Actually, the you know what they are? Change my mind. I would love it. I would love. They it. are. They don't. are. Lindsay's Kings in the Kings heyday. Okay. Yes, right? absolutely. They're, 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 big, they're heavy they're, probably, they're probably faster. They're they're the but modern day the Kings. Quick. Yes. Yeah. I I love that team. Yeah. No, I do too. Or I O'Reilly, like you have Tarasenko. You have a ton of pieces well, and Tarasenko, there. Tarasenko, when Tarasenko plays, he's so much fun. Yeah. Right. Now, he will drive you crazy at times because yes. he does not play every night. No. And, and the thing is, too, they've climbed – just out of the depths oh, of the story. absolute basement. And I just don't foresee St. Louis being like, we worked our butts off this entire year just to lose in the first they round sh- to a Jets that are very vulnerable yeah, this and year. The, and the Blues strike me as a playoff team. Like, yes. Like how they're built is get to the playoffs. And how they've peaked the way and they then have succeed. this year. And it, it is impressive because we, we on this podcast in December, they fired you. I mean, we called them dead. They were awful. And, and it, was, it wouldn't have been a surprise place. if they were going to win the lottery. Like, I'm serious. They, it, yes. It, yeah. I believe, and they were going to trade Tarasenko. They're yeah. like, we're shopping believe, everywhere. If I'm not mistaken, at Christmas, they were in last place in the National Hockey League. Insane. Yeah. They were not in last place in their division Insane. in the entire league. Uh, so I'm with you guys, and I say St. Louis wins that thing, and I say it takes six games. I have them seven. But Winnipeg's goaltending scares me, San Jose's goaltending scares me, and Calgary. So my common theme is being scared of goaltending in a, with at what least three teams. you mean goalies don't matter, Judd? You know this. <laughs> All right, let's move over to the Eastern Conference, shall we? We'll yes. go off the top. Yeah, Declan. Mr. East Coast, get his pieces are flowing. Get home by six o'clock, old man. He's got his hair cut. He's getting his tooth fixed. You're on fire, Declan. We have Tampa Bay Lightning, number one overall seed, and arguably one of the best teams that the league has seen in the better. I don't know, probably this millennia, to be totally honest. Versus the Columbus Blue Jackets, who are the wild card team. I have Tampa Bay in five, as they well, they'll win that. Is that in Columbus then? So they'll leave at in Columbus. Yeah, no, no, yeah, they'll they be in Tampa leave. Bay. No, they'll be in camp- okay. game five. So will be Tampa, Tampa Bay, right? Yep, you're right. And then Columbus will burn because the rest of oh. their team will be leaving. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that, that's true. Declan. Uh, yeah, Tampa Bay wins that in four or five. I, I, it's easy to. It's so hard to say a sweep, even even how good yes. Tampa Bay has been. It's just so hard to the sweep. And, and if so Bob plays well for a game, yeah, that you know, can win a game for him. For God's sakes, they stole yep. the first two against Washington last year. So yeah, yeah. I, I'll make it, this as simple five. at Washington. As, yeah, as possible too. Yeah, Tampa Bay in five. Okay. All right, next, which I think is probably the matchup of the first round in general. I think a lot of people would agree. We have the Boston Bruins. Who are the two seed versus the Toronto Maple Leafs? Who are a three seed? And my God, I. I... This how series do you, how is a do you round pick? too early, Lindsay. I, th- 
most of these series. This is are. the flaw. This this is yeah. the this is the poster child for the flaw in this playoff system. Yes, I, I agree, and especially with that rivalry, with all the history that has been going on for decades, but the more recent history as well, uh, especially in the playoffs. Declan, Boston, Toronto, your thoughts? This one's fun. This one, this one again, I think is really fun. I I. I I like Toronto a lot. I really like the Maple Leafs. Uh, the Bruins Bruins play really good playoff hockey, too. I, you can't really count them out. I think Toronto, though, gets by in seven. I, oh want, I want a seven-game series in this one. I think it's very evenly matched. I want Toronto in seven. Go, you go. Expand. Expand, Judley. It's hot. It is hot. I'm hot. I'm going to say it lasts seven games as well because I think this I is a too. great series. But I'm going with Boston. Okay. Uh, if Frederick Anderson stands on his head for the Maple Leafs, that changes the dynamic. But he has not really done that for a large portion of this year, and especially of late, I don't think. Uh, Toronto is a fairly flawed team with some great, unbelievable, unbelievable players. Unbelievably ta- talented. Uh, but I don't. But I think they've got too, too many flaws. And Bergeron, Bergeron and Marchand and Chara. And, and I can pasta. just go. Pa- oh, I love pasta. So much fun to watch. <laughs> I love I, pasta. I can go down that entire list. And I forgot Charlie Coyle. <clears throat> <clears throat> Carry on. Moving I might on. beat you up. Yeah. Uh, anyway, I'm going Threats. Boston in seven. I just, this, I love Boston. This, this pains me so much because I hate, hate the Boston Bruins. I hate them so much. I think I hate them more than I hate the Chicago Blackhawks at this point. That's where this point is. But I think Boston wins in seven purely because they have home ice advantage, and I've been to a few games there, and that place is the absolute seventh ring of hell during playoffs. Though the The... TD Garden when when it's playoffs the the fans are psychotic even though they're psychotic and it's just Tuesday it's everything's on steroids I think if if each of the teams hold serve by just making sure that they take care of business at home I just don't see how Toronto can realistically steal more than two games on Boston's ice so I'm going Boston in seven and then the next matchup we have, we have the defending champions, yeah, we're, the, we're Washington, yeah, the Washington Capitals versus the darling of the playoffs and of America, the Carolina Hurricanes. Declan? This one's the most Liam. exciting matchup for me. Um, not even just because my brother lives there. No, I, I honestly think this is going to be the most fun matchup in the all the first rounds of the playoffs. I think this will also be a seven-game series, and Carolina marches on. I, I am all aboard this Hurricanes bandwagon, this team has very motivated it reminds me of a certain wild team that made a deep run early on in their in their franchise i am excited to see carolina upset the stanley cup champions in seven games i have carolina moving on in seven games i'm very bullish on carolina but i cannot say that they will win this series maybe i I, no, i cannot say they can win this decisively so i think it goes to seven games washington just finally reaches the pinnacle the ultimate champion alex ovechkin still is probably hungover from his summer last year (laughs) and and carol and he has been great but i just think that there there's just going to be a little bit of a letdown you got to remember how long these playoffs last and how short that summer was for that capitals team especially with how deep that they partied into that summer and i just think carolina is just that team that everybody they're the bandwagon team they're the fun team and i just I just think it's their, the Washington, even though they win the cup, I right. still don't trust them in the playoffs. I agree. I still don't. And I didn't until Justin we really got to the Williams. finals. Justin Williams. Exactly. Mr. Money, Mr. Game 7. He is. Uh, Carolina in 6. 
All right. All right. That, wow. that we're, run, we're that all run to here. a finals is, is a lot. Trotz was a really good coach. Yes. I mean, Barry Trotz made a, a difference. I, I still don't know why he left. I'm still confused. Uh, if Holpe goes cold, Holpe can get really cold. Yep. Well, remember, but, Holpe wasn't the one that started the Grubauer playoffs was. last year. Yep. Right. So, anyway, I say uh, Carolina upstart. I'm with you We're guys. Going, Six. So, oh, for three for Washington with uh, with yeah. the Judd's Hockey Show. Unreal. And then we have our final matchup, uh, the this New York Islanders fun. at the two seed versus the Pittsburgh Penguins at the three seed. And this series is, I don't know. Islanders in five. Islanders? Yep. Is Landers in five? I say Pittsburgh. In really? Six. Mm-hmm. I say Pittsburgh in six. I like this New York I'm with team. you, Judd. I say Pittsburgh in six. I say Pittsburgh in six as well. Islanders are a great story, but I, yes. Pittsburgh knows how to win. True. They're very playoff tested. Yeah, and I just think the Islanders are – they have been playing unreal. I just don't see – the talent, it just doesn't match up. And sooner or later, the Islanders have to come back to the pack. And as good as their goaltending has been, who's their starting goaltender? Robin Leonard. Exactly. Yeah. And, and then Grice will play if he struggles at all. Right. Okay, so we got uh, Pittsburgh from LB and me. And yep, in, in six. Dex says uh, Islanders. Well, I think we should do this because we first we round. Keep going and, now? I, I think we, I think we or just we leave stop? it as Let's first round. Let's I like, yeah, oh, that's, because that's I don't. Good yeah. clock management. I like that. Yeah. <laughs> Thank we're like you. 40, we're like yeah. forty-two minutes. Because that way, it's, minutes. it's whatever. Fun. People want to hear us. Good clock yeah, and we can dissect every, okay. when, when I'm wrong. That you know, right? That uh, that okay. which I'll so be wrong. Do you want? Do you want my first round? I do want yours, and I'll I'll mark it. I'll post these as well for these gut check ones, and then we will post uh, the other bracket challenge, which will be different from the brackets that that we're going to post in that sense. But those passwords and uh, the link to that will be tweeted from our accounts. You are encouraged to join and talk any amount of s that you would like. I encourage it, and you know playoffs, man. It's about to get fun. Oh, this is great. I'm going to Vegas game four. I've decided I'm going to be in Vegas next week. Yeah, nice in Vegas. We're gonna have to drag her back. We might. We might have to. This might be a two-man show next Tuesday. No, I'll, I'll call in. <laughs> I'll call in. It's Monday. Oh, are you? Are you there? Uh, are you? Uh, yeah, I'm going from like Tuesday to like I don't know. I'm so you're leaving tomorrow. She'll be in okay. next Monday. I'll be in okay. next Monday. Okay. But well, we All might right. have to do a live check-in from Ve- from Vegas. That sounds good to me. That'd be fun. <laughs> All right, say bye. Bye. Whether it's Baker's Simple Truth Turkey or Mac and Cheese with Murray's English Cheddar or pie made with fresh cosmic crisp apples. There are many dishes we look forward to sharing during the holidays. And Baker's has all the fresh ingredients you need to turn today's holidays into tomorrow's memories. Baker's, fresh for everyone. Get more ways to save at the buy five or more, save $1 each sale. Just buy five or more participating items and save a dollar each with card. Baker's, fresh for everyone. Venture X from Capital One is the travel card for people always asking, Where next? You earn 10x miles on hotels and rental cars and 5x miles on flights booked through Capital One Travel and 2x miles on everything else you buy with Venture X. Plus, receive premium travel benefits like access to over 1,300 airport lounges. The Venture X card from Capital One. What's in your wallet? Terms apply. See CapitalOne.com for details.